and welcome to the Heat Check Podcast, Miami Herald's Miami Heat Podcast. I'm David Wilson, and I'm joined, as always, on the other line by Anthony Chang, our Heat Beat writer here at the Herald. Anthony, what's up? What's up, David? How are you? How's law school going? It's all right. It's not as fun as covering uh, <laughs> the NBA. Still got a taste of this though with these podcasts. And I do, couple, yeah. That's, that's why things. I like doing this. I, I'm, I'm worried about my basketball watching ability once the year starts. I feel like uh, law school is going to cramp my style on that. Uh, <laughs> DVR, I'm, I'm, whatever. I'm that. already planning out my schedule to make sure like I my Saturdays are free to watch college football, which is like pretty much my top priority every week. Um, is yeah. to be able to just sit on my either at a bar or on my couch. Uh, or often at Hard Rock Stadium, as it's been in the last couple of years, from like noon to midnight, essentially. Yeah, Pac-12 yeah. is kind of dead, so I guess there's not a lot of whole game, whole lot of games going until midnight anymore. Um, but NBA is gonna be a little tougher, I think. I'm, I'll, I gotta, I'm gonna have to figure it out. Um, but that's we we got a couple months to plan out my my class and work schedule to make sure I can watch some Heat games. Um, no excuses. You now, fight now, it. I, now I can start to plan it out because the schedule just dropped. Yes. Uh, how do you like that for a segue? <laughs> That's a good uh, one. That's a good. Yeah. Um, he, uh, NBA schedules came out uh, Thursday afternoon. Uh, we've got the Heat one in front of us right now. Um, Anthony, you, you've gone through it already and uh, picked out some notable game stretches. What, what, what are we looking at? Just you know, let's run through some of the highlights of this schedule uh can i first uh, before i let turn this over to you yeah uh, biggest thing that stands out to me is just that now on the schedule december 4th 5th 7th 9th in-season tournament knockout rounds yes um, the two games we don't even know what that what they're gonna be so we, have, we got 80 of the 82 games and then two games will be decided on how the basically group play and the in-season tournament plays out so we don't know the 81st and second we know what like the week they'll be but we don't know what time they'll be what day they'll be and we don't know the opponent yeah, very strange. Uh, definitely going to take some getting used to. Still not really sold on the in-season tournament, um, but we'll see. Maybe it'll maybe it'll be fun to watch. Um, now I'll turn it over to you. Uh, where yeah. what, what what do you have highlighted here? It's a lot for people to go through, obviously, and they can check out your story that uh, will obviously be highlighting some of these similar um, highlights, I suppose, for lack of a better. Yeah more elegant phrase there um yeah well what do you got well the first thing that jumps out is that the first month of the season isn't isn't easy um they start out at home against detroit but then they immediately go on the road and i think 12 of their first 17 are on the road um so after that, last year wasn't it like the same thing last year didn't actually last really year or was last the other year, way around it was flipped a bit like the first few weeks were basically all at home and then they went on the road for a bunch. Like, yeah okay for a bunch but here, like now, it's like from the start, they're, they're going to be on the road for pretty much most of the first month of the year. Um, so it'll, it'll be tested early. Don't, you know, I could see Heat Twitter panicking, uh, you know, to a, when they start nine and eight or eight and nine or something like that. Um, I'm not putting bad juju out there. I'm just saying, like, prepare. The schedule isn't easy and that matters, right? Um, and not only is it because it's on the road, um, eight of those 12 road games come against teams that were in the playoffs last year. There's Milwaukee, there's Boston. Yeah, when they, the got, they got Memphis. nine of ten, basically in, in November. They're on the road for pretty much all of November, the middle yeah. part. Remember, nine of ten on the road at one point. Yeah. At Memphis, uh, at New York, at Brooklyn. Who knows yeah. what Brooklyn's gonna look like? At Atlanta. Um, Cleveland. Not the toughest, yeah. toughest teams, but you it's know, not easy. Any it's road not like game against a team that made yeah. the playoffs last year. Yeah. Yeah. 
at Chicago, yeah. which you know nearly knocked Miami out of the uh, playoffs right. last year. Yeah, I was gonna say a tougher test than anyone other than Denver, essentially. Yeah, for real. I mean, eight of so eight of the twelve of those twelve are coming as teams that made the playoffs. The four that don't come as non-playoff teams are San Antonio, which is probably gonna be better this year, right? Yeah, they're bigger uh, than Yama. Charlotte, with if Lamelo's healthy, they'll probably be a little bit better as yeah. well. And then two against Chicago, which Chicago was pretty much the same, a little worse in Miami like last year in the regular season. Miami like they a tougher right there. test than anyone in the, team. in the uh, yeah. playoffs other than Denver. Yeah. So it's not really... the third best team in the league, if you ask me. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Chicago was like kicking itself last playoffs. To see. That could have been us. We could have been in the finals against Denver. Um, so yeah, other than that, like that first game against Detroit, um, even the home games, like the home games in that first month are Detroit, Brooklyn, Washington, which I guess is a gimme, David. I don't know. I don't yeah, want to offend you. Bad. Uh, the Lakers and Brooklyn. Those are the home games. Like th- th- that first month is not going to. There no, are a lot of cupcakes. Um, so that's the first thing that jumped Gotta out. Win game one. Got to be Detroit. I, I mean, if they if they lose to Detroit, <laughs> we could be looking at a one in ten start. I don't know. <laughs> I'm kidding. But no, it, it, it's going to be a test early on. Um, we'll see if they have Dame to kind of uh, help them. We'll yeah. see. So it'll be determined. Um. Another thing that jumps out selfishly when I look at this. I was schedule. gonna say it's, this is not a good beat writer travel schedule. A five game road trip around Thanksgiving, a five yes. game road trip around New Year's. Yeah, so I was gonna say they have a lot of holidays. <laughs> which, After yes, they play on Christmas and then they go on the road. Yeah. For five days, which will have you on the road through Christmas Eve. Uh, they play the Clippers on New Year's Day in L.A. Uh, yeah. And they had Rose Bowls that day, so that'll be a fun time. Oh, true. I didn't even think about that. Um, Rose Bowl. I guess yeah. you you're going to be busy. Well, I'll be yeah, I'll be covering a game that day, but it'll well, be very when's cool. when's the Rose Bowl? The Rose Bowl is during the day. Isn't it January 1st? Yeah, but it's during the day, I think, right? I can't. Or is it I, at night? It's too it much. Be, yeah. With LA traffic, I can't risk it. Um, I think, I think the Outback was the, Bowl, or whatever they call it now, is the first one of the day that day. I was there for the Rose Bowl last year as well. I remember seeing oh, really? Jim McDuffie in the elevator at my hotel. I think Penn State played in the Rose Bowl last year. Oh, okay. But anyway, yeah, but they, they play they play a lot of holidays. Um, yeah. Obviously Christmas. So yes, they're home on Christmas, but they play at eight o'clock in Philly. They play um, on they don't play on Thanksgiving, but they're on a road but trip on the around road. Thanksgiving. Yeah. They play the day um, before Thanksgiving, Cleveland, the day after Thanksgiving in New York. Yes, uh, they play on New Year's Day, like you mentioned. They play on Martin Luther King, Luther King Jr. Day. They play on Valentine's Day. Does everyone, I don't, does everyone play on Easter. Martin Luther King Day now? Is that a new? I feel like they did is that it? a couple years ago. Good question. A lot of the league plays. At least mostly, a lot yeah. Of it's plays. a, it's a, it's a, yeah. It's a, it's a holiday where the league tries to really show, you know, put together some showcase games and they play in the afternoon and early on. So which game um, they is use. That? I don't even know what what day is Martin. That's the, I think it's uh it's the one against um Brooklyn. They play in Brooklyn. Um. Yeah, so and then they play on Valentine's Day in Philly. They play on Easter in D.C. on March 31st. Yeah, they also play on Super Bowl Sunday. Brutal. It's like this is a this is a rough schedule. Yeah, you're gonna miss the Dolphins Super Bowl. <laughs> I don't know what we're gonna do. How are we gonna cover all that? We're gonna need you back, David. Um, the Heat. <laughs> they play at home against the Celtics at 2 p.m. It's a big game. 2 p.m. on ABC on Super Bowl Sunday. So you can go to the game, catch the Heat Celtics. Then get out and watch the Dolphins play in the Super Bowl on 6:30. Yeah. Great sports day in South Florida. Um, 
So, I mean, those are two of the main things that stick out. I guess a couple other tidbits. Um, first game against they Portland. They should show in, the Super Bowl on the like big screen at Kaseya Center. If the Dolphins well, well, the game the game will be over because the game's at two p.m. Yeah, exactly. Weekend, well, I'm just saying after. Yeah, people be cool. in there. Just stay yeah, there. Like a watch yeah, that's party. A good idea. Pitch yeah, that like for that. me. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll let you know what they say. <laughs> um, the first game against Portland is after the trade deadline, which is funny. Because you just, like, it's probably the best possible <laughs> chance that the you want like, on the roster. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's one thing that stuck out. It's a game. It's. How about it's this? In, they will not. They will not play against Damian Lillard this year. I feel very confident about that. The fact that it's after the trade deadline. They will not helps. play against him. I still feel like they'll be on the team. They definitely won't yeah. play against him this year. I still think it would happen before the season, but yeah. this gives them even better chance. Probably that trade getting done. You know, if it has to take into the season. Their is first the trade game is Portland. Like that week? I, I I don't think the the date of the trade has been out is not out yet, but it's usually like February nine, February ten, so and the like first Portland game is February twenty seven on TNT. The only reason the national television <laughs> heat Blazers, <laughs> I can't think of one, but I think yeah, I think you can probably guess. Yeah. Um, another thing that sticks out, uh, they have sixteen national TV appearances, not including the ones on NBA TV. That's pretty high compared to prior years. Last season yeah. it was 11 uh, when they released the schedule, and then the year before that it was 10. So 16. Um, it helps that Heat made the finals, but I'm sure the fact that there's a chance that Damian Lillard could be on the Heat also bumped that number up a bit. And the last thing, to kind of wrap this up, they start out with a lot on the road. Nine of the final 13 are at home. Yeah. Um, so it kind of evens out a bit um, throughout the year, obviously. So it's, it's not a... Selfishly, it's not a great schedule, um, but it's a schedule. <laughs> yeah. As you said, the West Coast trip is that one uh, around New Year's, which is honestly for like for Heat fans, pretty good. A lot of people off work around yeah. that time. Some late nights you can stay up and watch the Heat and not have to worry about getting up in the morning. Um, longest road trip of the year, six games um, in the middle of February. They play on Valentine's not, Day, not good for Anthony's a, marriage. Uh, not, not good, man. I'm not <laughs> At Philly on Valentine's uh, Day. <laughs> That 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 six game I, that six game trip is really it's six straight road games but the all star break is in the middle there. Oh right. So I'm not yeah. trying to go. But so the longest trip technically they have a couple five really games. is five game. I think there's two yeah. five game trips. Yeah. There's not really like they've had six game trips in the past and they've had like five or six game homestands in the past. I think their longest homestand this year is four, which was kind of crazy. Like oh, yeah, it doesn't seem that long. I'm looking at it now. Yeah, it doesn't look like there's even a five. They have a bunch of I think they have four four game homestands. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have like a they have like a seven and eight or one point or six and seven at one point. Um, yeah, a couple a couple of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a they have a, a couple of stretches where they play a lot of home games. Obviously, um, there's more of those. I don't have the exact number right now, but there's a, more of those series this year where they play. Yeah, the same I, team I noticed that back. too. Chicago back to back nights. Chicago, two nights, Charlotte, two three nights at home. Yeah, home and yeah, Indiana. Um, that's pretty interesting, I think. Toronto to end the season on April 12 and April 14 at home. They played both both Raptors games, like in Miami. Come the final two games of the year. The last two games of the year, yeah. Yeah. Um. So some some kind of interesting things to go with the schedule, but I mean that's pretty much it. Uh, uh, should we just talk about the Christmas game? I guess before we uh, yeah. move on to other topics. Obviously, everyone likes Christmas. Um. NBA. Uh. Heat were not on Christmas last year. Um. This year, Philadelphia. Night game, get that prime time slot. Um, should be fun, I guess. Yeah. I, mean, I know not not the most fun to cover an NBA game on Christmas, but um, 
fun to watch it. And uh, yeah. at least it's eight o'clock. You get your whole Christmas day. I was gonna say I'd rather be eight o'clock than like than the noon game. Something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because I don't have to be at the arena. You know, again, this is nobody cares about this, but if you don't have to be at the arena, it's like five. So it gives me most of the yeah. Christmas. Most of Christmas. Yeah. To spend exactly. Christmas Eve is the night. Christmas Day for most people. Yeah. It's the morning, right? Yeah. Um. Will James Harden play in that game? That's a question, right? Uh, what team will James Harden be on by then? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that that should be Heat Sixers always. Heat Sixers, maybe. Heat Sixers is always, well, Heat hope not, I'm guessing, yeah. right? The Heat hope it's not. Well, good. unless they can swing a three-team something, right? Sure. But, the, but, I, don't they, think, but I don't think another guard do that, yeah. Yeah, and why would Portland want Harden? They don't want Hero, yeah. or they want Harden. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Heat Philly is always a fun game. Embiid most likely will still be on the, still be on the Sixers. Um, there's a history there, right? There's a Sixers have a new a new uh, coach, Nick Nurse. Um, is it the sexiest Christmas matchup like that day? Probably not, but it's a good game. Um, I don't. It's the Heat should be on like right. Yeah, if they, were, if they weren't I, on Christmas, it would have been kind of. I I mean assaulting. I don't know this offhand, yeah. but I have to assume every team that was in the finals the year before has pretty much always been on Christmas. Yeah. Were the Heat on Christmas the year after they went? To the they, they were. They, they played were. the Pelicans at home um, that year in 2021. Right, they yes. weren't. Yep. It, it, was, was, it, was, it was like opening week of the season, right? It was. Uh, yeah, I think it was the second game of the year. Yeah. Because that weird the COVID altered schedule. But yep. it was it was insulting last year for them to not be like they were one of the I think they were the only ones that made the, the conference final four, finals yeah. and that didn't play on Christmas. Um, yeah. So this was a big hot topic last year was like, how yeah. are they not playing on Christmas? How are they not playing? Exactly. And I think Anthony was quietly like, yes. Yeah, so so happy. Uh, I think Philly got their spot last year. Actually, or, or definitely New York played, and I think Philly got a Christmas Day game last year, even though the Heat limited them the second round. Um, so yeah, it was like it was expected the Heat to get a Christmas Day game this year. It was just a matter of like when it was going to be and who it was going to be against. So 8 p.m. against the Sixers, fun matchup. Yeah, Dolphins played on Christmas last year, so I I, I know it. That's yeah. not like it doesn't matter, but you have to wonder how like if some of that was taken. I don't know which schedule would have come out first, but. Um, but yeah, so I mean, he get the like the reward there, getting the spotlight. Uh, Jimmy Butler gets that Christmas spotlight. Hopefully, he's healthy. Um, that's kind of the time of year when Jimmy tends to miss games. I feel like that December stretch, right? Yeah. Um. So, but if he's out there and and Bede's out there, that's a and especially if Damian Lillard's also out there, it's like you said, maybe not 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 he's as not, sexy yeah. as LeBron or Steph, but it's right. Those are a lot of stars to put on on Christmas Day. Those are three of the, I don't know, 15 biggest, 20 biggest stars in the league, something like that. Not even including Bam in there. You include yeah. Bam, it's like... I mean, Bam's really good. He's, I don't know four if Four of the top 25, maybe? Guys, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Or, or like maybe four of the top 25 players. Mm-hmm. If, and, if Har- and Harden, and, too, yeah. And Harden, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's... Again, yeah, like you said, it's not the it's not the sexiest matchup, but it's it's a good matchup. It's a good game. 8 p.m., ESPN. Um, he get, the Heat get a Christmas Day game, so Heat Twitter can be happy. Okay, before we close out this uh, this mini episode of the Heat Talk yeah. podcast, um, let's wrap up with Dwayne Wade's Hall of Fame speech. We obviously talked a lot about uh, Wade last week, so we don't want to rehash too much of what we went over, but um, give a pretty good speech on Saturday night. Yeah, to me, in my opinion, it is all subjective. I thought it was the yeah. best speech of the night. I mean, he was the last one to go. Uh, 25 minutes, it lasted very compelling like he delivered like you could tell like he prepared that yeah and, and like been preparing it for like many times yeah. yeah like he was it was really well delivered um emotional 
he had brought his dad on stage. Like, yeah, that, I mean, that speech. was obviously like, the was, moment. It was like a like, yeah. Kevin Durant, you the real MVP type yeah. moment, basically. That's yeah. the comparison that immediately leapt to mind for me. Yeah, like a lot of these Hall of Fame speeches, like, yeah, they're memorable, but like nothing really sticks past the next few days. But I think that moment with his dad on stage, like that's something I think we'll see. Like when people talk about Hall of Fame speech, I think we'll see that for years, like years down the road. Like yeah, be it'll viral. be like on the ESPYS yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's just, that's just like a memorable moment, a moment that, um, you know, obviously was touching and and one that is going to be brought up, I think. So it was cool. It was it was cool to see like so many Heat people there. Eric Spolstra, uh, Bam Adebayo was there. Obviously, yeah. Giannis Haslam. A lot of the coaching, you know, some Crown Butler was there. Uh, Andy Ellisberg, Pat Riley. Um, even like Shane Battier, um, Ray Out, like just a bunch of like different players that from every stage of Wade's career, which was cool. It was even like let's go Heat chance. So even Heat fans made the trip, which was you know people mm-hmm. criticize Heat fans, but they made the trip to, to Springfield to to watch that and experience yeah. it. So it was just a good night overall. I know some people will say he didn't mention Mickey Harrison, right? He kind of very briefly just touched on Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra, and it was a storyline after the speech, like. He really didn't talk about the Heat as much as maybe some expected. But I think what the way Wade used the speech you could kind of see was it was more about him and his story and, like, how he fell in love with basketball. And he really highlighted his dad. And, like, I think his dad – he mentioned this in, like, one of the interviews before the Hall of Fame. But his dad, he feels like, was a forgotten character in his story. Um, so much is made about his mom and, you know, his mom's kind of overcoming what she went through and, and being a big part of his life. But his dad – took him in when he was a little kid and, and really yeah. raised him. Um, so I think he really wanted to make that a focus of the speech. And I just thought it was really well done. Yeah. And shout out to Dwayne Wade Sr. for not becoming a meme. Usually like a moment like that becomes yeah. a meme. It just became like a moment that people were like celebrating. Yeah. Like, well, it was, it was, it was really... we, we in the Hall of Fame dog. Like that's going to yeah. be like an all time like line. Like, you know, yeah. like you said, you don't remember Hall of Fame speeches very often necessarily. Um, yeah, I think the one that springs to mind for me, there was like a Ladanian Tomlinson one that, that I think they used in like a Nike commercial or something. Eventually, like every once in a while you get one from a really charismatic, really important player. And obviously Dwayne Wade, like checks all those boxes. He's like as charismatic a superstar as has come along in the NBA. And really like he's in that up. Not, not just obviously he's one of the greats of all time, but he's got that, you know, there's a reason like TNT wants him on their broadcast and stuff, right? Like he's, he's got that, that extra level where it's got like uh, got a sense of humor and got a, you know, in touch with his emotions. Right. Which, you know, not a lot of dudes, not just, just NBA dudes, just dudes don't have. Yeah. And I'm, I'm impressed he didn't cry. It didn't seem like he yeah. cried at least. And I know that was a goal of his. He didn't want to cry on stage. He wanted to cry after he, he told me when I interviewed him. Um, but he got through it a pretty emotional speech without crying. So kudos to him. Extra yeah. points. Um, all right. I think that about wraps things up for this week. Anthony, have you watched any of Winning Time yet? I have not, regrettably. And I, I really want to. I know there's two episodes out. I'm probably going to watch. I've only seen the first one of the new season. Um, yeah. I will say I texted you after the first, like, minute of it, uh, episode one, because it starts with a flash forward, I think, to 84. Um, was it the one? It's the one year they, because the, the weird thing is the Lakers and Celtics, like, didn't play a lot during that era, mm-hmm. even though they were the two powerhouses. Right, they they yeah. kept missing each other. It's the, the first time I think they played each other was 84, I want to say. Um, and it starts with a flash forward to that and, like, um, Pat Riley 
on getting on the team buses. They're getting like pelted with trash basically by the Boston fans. And by now, Adrian Brody's got the slick back Pat yeah. there. Um, and he gives like a, Pat a classic Pat speech. Like a no, he doesn't do like burn the boats, but it's yeah. like I, I don't know if it's a real speech or anything, but um, it didn't. Episode one didn't end up being as much about Pat Riley as I thought based off of that first moment, but it was just a great. Uh, it's gonna be a good Pat Riley show by the. I mean, he, Adrian Brody is an Oscar winner, like right. And he really, he really looks like him too. He looks he like really young Pat. Him. Like yeah. that's. I don't know how long that show is gonna go for. Um, the guy who plays Magic is really good too, Quincy Isaiah, yeah. and actually Devon Nixon, Norm Nixon's son, who plays Norm Nixon. Uh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that was yeah. his son. Yeah, wow. pretty cool. Um, but. I mean, that show, if it keeps going, I've said it before, I think Pat Riley's life would make a great documentary or TV show or movie or something. He's been part of so many important NBA stories. Uh, I think it could be a really good Pat Riley show as, as this keeps going. So, yeah, that's and why I, it's relevant to the to the heat beat. Yeah. And, and also, like we always hear about how much Pat dislikes the Celtics, right? And, like, it's kind of a joke between players. And, co- like, mm-hmm. whenever they play the Celtics, it's like, we know, we know how Pat feels. Or we know, you know. But yeah. I think this this show, it might be exaggerated. Again, it's bit, exaggerated. It, it gives us a good background of, like, how it was back in those days and maybe why Pat feels the way he does again about Boston. Yeah, I'll um, say for so Heat fun. fans who don't watch the show, and, again, it's, I don't think it's, like, a, it's not, like, Breaking Bad. It's not the greatest show I've right, ever watched. Right, right, right. But for it's Heat well fans, done, though, for the for show it is, it's well have, done. Yeah. yeah, and for Heat fans who haven't watched it, like, the Celtics are real villains in it. Like, they really make them villainous, which is fun if yeah. you're a Celtics hater. You know, it's the team that, um, you know, like, they talk about the Larry Bird being, like, the media darling because he's the white guy. And Red, yeah. Red Auerbach, Auerbach being, like, this villainous coach. Like, yeah. He's, like. Yeah, arrogant um, kind of. I can't of. remember who's the actor is that plays Red Auerbach, but he's really good too. Um, it's the guy from The Shield, um, Michael Chiklis. He's really good as Red Auerbach. So yeah. uh, they do a good job making them villain. Like, if I'm a Celtics fan, I don't know if I'd love the show because of how <laughs> kind of like <laughs> so like t- slanted and and uh, the Lakers, Lakers favor. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, if if nothing else, if you're a Celtics hater and you are uh, into Pat Riley. I think the show is worth watching. And then obviously if you're an NBA fan, some of it you're going to know and some of it you're going to be like, this isn't really totally accurate, but um, it's fun. It's fun. So that's what matters. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll check in every once in a while. Is there a good Pat moments? Cause like I said, I think it's going to turn into the Pat Riley show eventually. Like you don't cast Adrian Brody unless you're like, this is the guy who's going to become gonna a key the anchor of the show. Yeah. 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 And we, I, I mean, Pat's never spoken about like how he feels about the show. I would love, I would love to know what he th- thinks, but I, I have heard he has not watched it. And I don't think he's a huge fan, maybe, of it. Like, well, just because I feel like his, the big a lot of story this time true, last yeah. year was that Jerry West, like, yeah. hated the show. Right. And they do make Jerry West look like a pretty big asshole, although I love that uh, performance. Uh, Jason the first Clark, season? Think, the actor's yeah. name. Um, he was also in Oppenheimer. I don't know if you've seen Oppenheimer. He's, he plays pretty much it. Jerry West in Oppenheimer. It's pretty really? funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's not uh, playing Jerry, but it's the same performance, essentially. N- not to go deep, too deep into it, but... That was one of the like biggest surprises to me of the first season of that show. Is like I didn't know Jerry West was like that, or if he, I mean, maybe it's he's not like that. Maybe it was just. I think like it's a little exactly. exaggerated. But the fact that like they even made him with that personality, like I, I, <laughs> I, I was shocked. I was like, what? Jerry West? Like I think it's so a little nice. accurate, but it's obviously exaggerated. Yeah. Like he was yeah. upset that like the the signature scene in like the first or second episode is like he throws the. Uh, 
finals MVP trophy through yeah. a window, right? Is he because he won the finals MVP? I think in a losing effort and he throws losing the trophy yeah, through yeah. A, a window. Um, I think that is not truthful, um, but probably uh, wasn't happy though. Yeah. Yeah, so, exactly. But I think yeah. he, he, I mean, he lost more finals I think than anyone ever. Like it's. Uh, you'd have to be a little agitated with the way your career went. I mean, he's made up for it, obviously, since by being the architect. The logo. He's the logo and, I mean, yeah. kind of the architect of the Warriors in a lot of ways. Um, sure. But, yeah, worth watching for, for Heat fans if you're looking for – I know it's not a Heat show and the Heat don't even exist at that point, but enough things that tie into Heat dumb that is, I think, makes sure. it worth watching. Um, all right, I think we can finish there. After that longer than expected detour into <laughs> winning time, uh, you can follow Anthony on Twitter at Anthony underscore Chang. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DB Wilson too. Um, check out Anthony's coverage of Dwayne Wade's Hall of Fame induction schedule stuff. If you want some of the stuff we talked about all written out for you. Um, anything else? It'll quiet down a little bit, I guess now before. Yeah. Camp gets started. I- Usually, like Labor Day, like right after Labor Day, that week is kind of where things really start to pick up. As far as like got more guys going to facilities, like ramping up workouts, like Labor Day is usually like the unofficial start of the season, first like preparing for the season. Mm -hmm. So um, we have a couple weeks until then. So yeah, I think for the rest of August it should be quiet. Yeah, unless unless there's unless there's a huge trade that (laughs) some people are waiting for. So we'll see. Yeah, so we're in a holding pattern as far as this show goes. We'll obviously be back pretty regularly, but if there's no Dame Lillard trade or no other real news, we'll probably take next week off um, and then come back in a couple of weeks after that. Um, again, unless there's a Damian Lillard trade, and then we'll drop everything and talk about it. Um, then we'll be talking every day of the week. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, thanks again for listening. Uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.